Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. 2 Corinthians 6 and 17 says this, people of God. It says, Therefore, a lot of times we like to use this as a reason to be separatist and strange, but tell somebody unusual. Therefore, come out from among unbelievers. And separate yourselves from them, says the Lord. Do not touch their filthy things, and then I will welcome you. I want to challenge your thinking today. The old King James version of it is, come out from among them and be separate. And sometimes there, there, there is a necessity to do that. But I think people have gone too far with being separate. How, how else is light going to defeat darkness if light just shines among light? Do you hear me? Jesus didn't even live a separate, separatist life from sinners. He dined with sinners. He, he had dinner. He went over to the house of sinners and people talked about him because Jesus, you're not supposed to be seen with tax collectors. You're not supposed to be seen at the well with a woman who's been sleeping. Well, no, don't let your, don't let your evil, your good be spoken evil. We find all those things. The question is, the reason that we're so scared sometimes to be out amongst the dark is because we don't have the confidence of the Spirit of God in us. We think that the Lord, the, the, the Lord is just good enough to be keeping me. So surely I'm scared to be over here. God called us to take territory. And so it's going to take more than you just having to work with Jesus to do sticker in your cubicle. It's going to take more than having a fish on the back of your car. It's going to take more than you in a fellowship church shirt. God said, I need you to go out and be amongst the heathen. And show them how unusual you are. How else are they going to see a difference? Of course we know we don't laugh at the dirty jokes. Of course we don't know we don't cuss and fuss and fight. And we don't act. You know, but God said, I am here to send wind storms to, to, to areas around you. And people are going to need to see that you are a tree planted by the rivers of water that cannot be moved. This world needs to see the fact that you're going through the sickness. You're going through the turmoil. You're going through the family anguish. Why aren't you breaking down yet? How do you keep putting one foot in front of the other? How do you keep, how do you keep that smile on your face? I, at first I thought it was an act, but you're still standing. Every time I ask you, you say, I'm blessed in spite of, and I know what's going on in your life. Then we can turn around and say, it is Jesus, the hope of glory. men are going to become thirsty if we don't become so. 
what the scripture is saying is come out from among them in your deeds don't touch the filthy thing like they touch you but you still may have to be in the environment but it's what you do in the environment that's going to compel men to come that your face on the job to fudge some numbers on the report to make it look good but you stand with integrity you could buy the hot clothes you could let the sugar daddy come over and stay for a little while you could and nobody would ever know it but the God who sees all and is recording all it's going to get better but God said he's called us to be unusual and you've got to be okay with that See, the unusual get talked about. The unusual say, you know, you, you just, you just, you holy in and out. You don't do nothing. Don't you want to have some fun? You still young. Don't you go out? No, 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 no. I've got a higher existence. And so, therefore, it's not the fact of what I can't do. It's, it's, what I, it's what I'm not designed to do. It's not what I don't, it's, it's what I don't want to do because I'm unusual. I'm set apart. I'm, I'm called to a higher calling. And to, whom, and to whom much is given, much is required. We love to say all this stuff that God has called me to higher heights and he's called me to a large vision and he's called me to this and he's called me that. We love to quote all that stuff. But when we get to the gate, few of us are willing to pay the admission of what it costs to be used to God. Somebody asked, the rich, the rich young ruler came to Jesus he said, what can I do to inherit the kingdom of God? He said, well, you know, first of all, you need to keep this, you need to keep, keep that. He said, I've kept all the laws even from my youth. Jesus challenged him. He said, sell all that you have and come follow me. What was Jesus saying? Young man, you wondering what it's going to cost you? It's going to cost you everything to come and follow me. It may cost you a life. It may cost you a couple friends. Look at this. It may cost you that promotion because you won't play the office politics. Tell somebody, it's going to cost you. But the only reason that we're here, people of God, is because Jesus was willing to pay a price. 
And if we call ourselves followers of Jesus Christ, don't you know that if, in order for us to reign with him, we've got to suffer with him? That it's a price to be paid for this eternal life? That it's a price that we can't fulfill the lust of the flesh? If we want, if, if we, if we want to be in good standing with him, if we want to do exploits, if we want to do the great things, it's going to come at cost of, you're not going to be able to watch your favorite show when you want to, and you're not going to be able to do this, and you're not going to be able to act, you're not, you're not going to be able to act common and be extraordinary at the same time? Oh, God. Somebody say uncommon. God has called you to do uncommon things. He's called you to be supernatural. We love to say, God, I want you to use me like you never used me before. Oh, really? Oh, really? Jesus told that young ruler, it's going to cost you everything. And you know what his response was? Word of God said he shook his head and he walked away. He, did, he never said anything, but his action said, I'm not willing to pay that price. And we can grunt and we can shake our heads. Shame, shame, shame. But we do the same thing. We may not have the physical representation of Jesus giving us an offer. But many times we shake our head and we walk away from the plan and the path that he has for us. God said, this is my plan for you. But it's going to require that you be unusual. It's going to require that you go a path that few travel. It means that you're going to have to pray more than just when you get in trouble. It means you're going to have to turn your plate down sometimes. It means you're going to have to deny the pleasures that are on this, that are in this world, that are constantly screaming, saying, come do this, come buy this, come, come go here, come eat this, come do this. God said you're going to have to deny yourself. Come and follow me. I'm glad you're quiet. It means you're thinking. You look over your life and say, God, where are the areas in my life that I follow the path of least resistance? That I've taken the usual path rather than taking the unusual path. I want everybody to know that following Jesus is odd these days. And I'm not talking about even the monster. He, sinners do what sinners do. They sin. But I'm talking about even in the kingdom of God. Some people would say it don't take all that. It takes that and more. If you want to be great in the kingdom. If you want to put a jewel in his crown. If you want to make him smile, how many want to make God smile? If you want to make God smile and be proud of you, it's going to cost you. But if you just want to apply the blood to your life and say, okay, I'm just getting in the kingdom. Some people had an attitude, I just want to sneak in. I just want to get in by the skin of my teeth. But God desires for us to live an unusual life. Somebody say uncommon. 
things. Another part of being uncommon in its definition is being rare. Somebody say, I'm rare. Come on, say it again. Say, I'm rare. There was none like you that ever been like you. Won't nobody be like you afterwards. You were born at this time to walk the earth during these moments. You could have been born in the 1500s. You could have been born in the late 1800s. But God allowed you to be born right now in the greatest time for the church. And you might say, well, Islam is growing faster and Buddhism and seems like the world is, is getting darker and it's getting more evil. That's the truth. How can this be the greatest time for the church? Because this is the greatest time for the church to show that it's the real bride of Jesus Christ. This is the greatest time for the church. You are precious. You are rare. People that have been, that have been dealing with depression and, and uh, feeling of low self-worth, let me tell you how great and how precious you are. Ephesians 2 and 10 says this, For we are the handiwork of God, created in Christ to do good works. Which God prepared in advance for us to do. Look somebody and tell them, tell them your your handiwork. That means, you know, the, the, the writer right here is, is likening God to a craftsman. You know, you don't have many craftsmen anymore. Everything's made by machine and everything's done on a computer. But the things that have the most value, that that, that even say handmade hand stitch because there are so many things that have gone through a false process it used to be that everything was made by a craftsman everything was handmade but now things are so automated and everything has flipped on its head initially things that were made with speed and made by machines were the things of value but the things that have taken painstaking time are the things of no value isn't it crazy isn't it crazy, y'all, that they have flipped things up so much down, that, uh, upside down so much that, th that food that's organic is the most expensive. They done played a Jedi mind trick on us, y'all, that, that, that the stuff that's the cheapest is the stuff that has gone to a factory, somebody's put chemicals in it, somebody has grown it, feeding the animals something to produce more, rather than let something go through a natural process. I've got to drink uh, uh, lactose-free milk, right? The lactose-free milk will last a month and a half. The, the regular milk we buy, it'll be clumped up in 10 days. There's a difference with something that's going through a natural process. 
And God said, I naturally contoured you. I put everything in you that pertains to life and godliness. And God said, if you don't cheat the process, you will remain rare. When I plant you in that job, when I planted you in that family, when I planted you in that neighborhood, God said, I made you as my handiwork. If you, if, if you will accept the fact, well, God, I see other people zooming by. I see other people, I, I see, look how they live. And she got a husband already. And he's cheating. He be, he be adding people's other kids and their dogs to his taxes. God said the wicked, don't be jealous of the wicked and they'll prosper. For soon they'll be cut down. Like the weeds in the field. Only what you do for Christ. Don't be jealous of the wicked because they're prospering. There was pleasure in sin for a season. But at the end of it is destruction. So you got to understand that you're rare and unusual. Things that are rare, everybody can't touch. The rare things are kept in the glass that you got to go get somebody from the store to come unlock it. You may have to give them your, you have to give them your ID to put it on your wrist. Tell somebody, I'm rare. Meaning that everybody can't touch me. Everybody can't get there. Everybody can't speak into my life. Everybody, why? Because I am set aside. I am rare. I'm uncommon. You can't find me everywhere. If we realize how rare and how precious we are, we wouldn't let people treat us the way they treat us. Why are you settling to mate with a buzzard when God made you an eagle? Oh. Some of us are so afraid of being alone that we lower our bar. Well, we, we, you know, we both still birds. We still in the bird camp. No! There's a difference between a buzzard and an eagle. You've never seen an eagle eating some roadkill. You find you a buzzard, they, they fight no picking, picking. About to get hit by the car. They wait till the last minute to get out the way. Everything that's kin to me ain't skin to me. We might have the same last name. We might have took baths together when we was little. But God's called me to hire. I'm rare. Jesus dropped the most precious blood ever known on the history of this planet for you. You're precious. I'm just telling you about yourself. Can I do that this morning? If we understood our rareness, we wouldn't pour ourselves out amongst everybody. I'm not talking about being uppity and being stuck up. I'm talking about what you give your time, your attention, and your effort to. See, so many times as Christians, Christians, we let people put a weight on us That if we're not being the doormat for people, we're not letting people use us to the last drop. 
I thought you was Christian. I'm not going to let somebody who ain't got sense enough to follow Jesus define who I am. You ain't got sense enough to follow the master. How are you going to tell me how I'm supposed to act? Sometimes we need to learn a little to say, no, no, I'm, I'm sorry, you know. And, and that's the reason we've got to be in tune with the Holy Ghost, y'all. We got to, we've got to pray and be in, in, in communication because sometimes we're going to be off with quick options and doors that are going to require a quick answer. And we can't get caught up in fear. See, the Holy Ghost will bring all things to remembrance. Both the good and the evil. And if we turn down the noise, it'll put a check in your spirit. Should I do this? Should I not? Should I link up with this person? Should I not? Should I take the job? Should I not? Why? Because I'm too precious. And I'm too rare. Just to do a common thing. Somebody say, I'm rare. Touch everybody around you. Tell them, I'm rare. I'm precious. You can't get, you can't find me everywhere. You know what makes the thing so rare? It's because it's scarcely found. It's scarcely found. What manufacturers of clothes and shoes would do, or even cars, they'll make a limited number of them. And because of their scarcity, it drives the value up. Wide is the gate. But it's that narrow way that few will find. But tell somebody, I'm one of the few. That makes you precious. The last thing I want to share with you is that not only are you unusual, tell somebody, I'm, I'm, I'm unusual. Tell somebody, I'm rare. Say, but the most important thing is that I'm exceptional. You are exceptional. I want you to know that. I want you to let that sink in. You are exceptional. Encourage somebody and tell them that. Tell them you're exceptional. Look at this, y'all. Ephesians 1 and 19 says this. It says, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in a place of honor at the right hand in heavenly realms. Look at this, y'all. We're talking about because of what Jesus went through. Talking about Jesus was exceptional. Now, because he went through all that stuff, he is above any ruler of authority or any power or leader or anything else. 
Jesus had to walk among the commonality of man and go through what we went through. He had to suffer that horrid death in order to get elevated to a higher realm. And it says this. I'm going to read 21 again. Now he is far above. Somebody say far above. I want you to understand this. I want you to understand this. Sometimes we have to understand what our elder brother is in order to understand what we are. You say, okay, I, I done read before I'm the head and not to tell above only not believe in righteousness of God, yeah, blah, blah, blah. But we got to understand what Jesus is in order to understand what we are, what we have access to. Everybody with me? It says, now he's far above any ruler. Somebody say any ruler. That means any king, any president, any supervisor, any judge. Somebody say any ruler. How many, times, how many times in life in this society we can have many rulers? It can be your boss. It can be, it can be uh, whoever, uh, the head of your homeowner's association. You know, them people can be crazy sometimes. Amen. Amen. Somebody say any ruler. Any ruler. I want you to understand this, what God has given Jesus power of because we are joint heirs and we are partakers of everything that Jesus has. And when we have Jesus, we have somebody who is above every ruler. I want, is anybody getting that today? And any authority. And any power. These people who think that they, 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 they are many gods in the workplace and many gods in, in they, they feel like they get, people say, ooh, you, you better do what they say because they got power. Y'all ever heard that? Don't cross them, better do what they say. Don't let them catch you because they got power. Oh, power belongs to God. See, so many see, that's, I'm glad that this scripture makes it all inclusive. And just in case, just in case you didn't, uh, your situation doesn't fit under any ruler or any authority or any power or any leader, he get, did he made it uh, just as broad as it can be or anything else. Jesus is higher than anything else. I want you to get that in your mind. So many times we hear, we go to the doctor, he said, well, we got to take a biopsy. And then we, 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 had, we had home sweating bullets because we scared as the big C. Jesus is above anything. So many times we just don't have proper faith we think, we, think we, 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 we capsulize Jesus that he can only do this. And he can only do that. And he can only heal the headache. Well, the same God that went in that, that lowered your blood pressure to, to heal the headache can also heal the cancer. I told you a long time ago that when he saved you, he did the hardest thing he could ever do. Tell somebody, when he saved me, he did the hardest thing that he could ever do. That he could take your heart of stone and make it a heart of flesh. When God changed some of y'all in this room, can we be honest, did God, God do a hard thing? Come on, some of y'all was the cheapest of sinners. Can we tell the truth? The party didn't start till you got there. Come on now. Tell, tell me y'all was good sinners. And look at you today, he's changed your nature. 
is a terminal illness to the God who changed your soul. What are cysts and tumors to a God? Oh, God, I'm trying to get y'all's face somewhere. What are cysts and tumors and cells that won't act right and autoimmune diseases? What is it compared? How he transformed your nature. We were in sin and didn't want to be found. Come on, somebody tell the truth. Tell, 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 tell the truth that you enjoyed your sin. But his love apprehended us. I want you to understand that Jesus, his blood, and his love are the strongest things on this earth. The fact that the word of God said that he's above powers mean it's an indication to us that there were other powers that would be strong. But there were no, no powers stronger than the name. The blood and the love of Jesus Christ. Word of God said his love covers a multitude of sins. Can anybody test that his love covered you? Well, you deserved punishment. You deserve the disease. You deserve contracting it. You, you deserve a heart attack because of the way you treated it. You deserve all of that. But his love covered you. Can somebody lift your hand and say, God, thank you for covering me. Come on, come on, come on. This is 30 seconds of Thanksgiving. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Cover me. Thank you, Lord, for covering me. Thank you, Lord, for covering me. And not exposing me. You know, he, he could have exposed you. But he covered you instead. I don't know shut up. He covered you. He covered you. He covered you. He covered you. You were out there willfully disobedient. Premeditated sin. And he covered you. He covered you. He covered you. Thank you, Jesus, for covering us. Is anybody else just a little bit more happy that he covered you? That he gave you grace instead of punishment. That he gave you mercy instead of hell, death, and the grave. Thank you, God, that you covered me. Come on, y'all. Somebody say, God, I thank you, Lord, for covering Thank you, Lord, for a cup of mercy. Rather than a bitter cup of defeat. Thank you, Lord, that you covered me. It's no goodness of my own. Lest any man should boast. Your filth is nothing but filthy rags. You ain't righteous enough. You ain't good enough. You ain't given enough offering to earn the mercy and the grace that he's given us. We owe him our lives. We owe him. We owe him our obedience. We owe him our faithfulness. Thank you, God. If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, 
where would you be? He dropped the rarity of his blood. Any blood could not do. They killed blood, they killed bulls, they killed turtle doves, they killed all that stuff to try to atone people back. And it would only last for 364 days. But the spotless, blameless blood of Jesus. It was rare enough. It was special enough to be the last lamb that would ever have to be killed. And if we who are partakers in the blood, somebody lift your hand and say, I'm a partaker in this blood. That makes you exceptional. Jesus was exceptional. There'll be none like him before. There'll be none like him since. Jesus went to the synagogue and he read out of Isaiah. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Preach the gospel to the poor. To the poor. To set at liberty those that are bound. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. It was nothing odd about rabbis getting up and reading the Torah. That's what they did. But Jesus told them the fulfillment of this scripture has not been fulfilled in your sight and in your hearing. He told them, I'm exceptional. I'm a rabbi like you all, but I'm exceptional. Why am I bragging about Jesus so much? Because of this. I want you to turn with me to Ephesians, the second chapter. The sixth verse, it says this. Doesn't matter, we just bragged on Jesus a whole lot. But we're, we're equal part participants with him. Look, look at this. Ephesians, the second chapter, six verses says this. And have raised us up together and made us. Good God Almighty. Jesus broke through some barriers. And he made us. Tell somebody, he made us. Sit together. In heavenly places with Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Have you ever been somewhere and you was in the line with the common people? I experienced a lot of that this week. Uh, when I went down to Pastor McDowell, you know, he, he, he's my friend. He's like, no, no, he comes up here. He comes up here and sit, 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 sit with me. He comes up here and sit on the front row. He came up here and sit. Have you ever been somewhere and you spotted somebody behind the velvet rope that you knew? Have you ever went somebody, you've been, been in a place, been at a concert, been some, and you saw somebody that was on the stage, like, hey, man, how you doing? Come on back, come on, come on. And tell the bouncer, no, 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 he's with me. He's with me. And because, because you're with me, you've got access that everybody else in the line don't have. The Word of God says, since we have accepted the completed work of Jesus, he has made us. Meaning that Jesus, our master, threw his weight around. He threw his influence around. Said, I know that I know the sins that they done. I know how many beds they slept in. I know how many times they messed up. I know how many times they lied, cheated, and still. But I present my blood and it cleans up everything that 
them a dollar. And I make them worthy to sit beside me. Thank you, God, that out of all that you've done, he made you. Tell somebody, he made me. I didn't have no choice in the matter, neither did the devil. God made me fit. He made me worthy. His blood washed me. Cleaned me up. And presented me faultless. Jesus. He made that happen. I had no power in my own self to do it. Jesus did it. Meaning that all the ingredients, all the accruements, everything that was lined up didn't look like it was going to end in my favor. But God, he made it happen. Anybody think that God made something happen when it didn't look like it, when I didn't feel like it, when I didn't have the education, when I didn't have the pedigree, when I didn't have the right connection, God made it happen. Tell somebody, he made it, he made it, he made it, he made it, he made it. God threw his weight around and he, he made it. When the devil didn't want to let it go, he made him give up the key. Do you remember when the king told the false prophet, I want you to go over and pronounce a, a cursing on him? He said, he said, King, I tried. I tried to curse, but I couldn't, I couldn't fix my mouth to curse him. I ended up, and when I opened my mouth, I had to bless him because no man can curse what God has blessed. The devil himself, when he fixes his hand and he fixes his mouth to harm you. God said, I will rebuke the devourer. I will stop him in his tracks. Because this child is uncommon. Everybody to your feet. Tell somebody, I'm uncommon. I'm uncommon. I'm uncommon. I'm exceptional. Tell somebody, I'm exceptional. Exceptional. See, everybody want to describe itself to mean you're excellent and you're above. No, some, uh, some, some uh, exceptional means that, that also means, tell somebody, it also means that it applies to everyone else except for me. Sickness applies to everybody that's not under the blood except for me. Family turmoil and kids acting crazy. Well, you know, that's just their age. They're going to get rebellious. Everybody except my children. I'm exceptional. I'm uncommon. I'm in the household of faith, but I'm in the family of God. Certain things don't apply to me. Tell somebody I'm exceptional. Well, you know, when you get this age, you know, the bones just get, just get to get to creaking and it's going to ache. And that's just part of the age. That, that, that may be for you. See, y'all going to have to learn to start rebuking people because words are spirit. And if you accept that thing, 
That thing will be a seed in your... See, I'm preaching words now. And your faith is being built up from the seed in the spirit of the word. If it works in the church, it works out there in the marketplace. Honey, you know at our age, sir, you know at our age, things just going to happen. The devil is a liar. If Abraham was, uh, was 90 and 100 years old and still having children, I don't know if you want to have that old. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, the larger point is, he was healthy enough to still do it. So you ain't got to throw all the word out. Say, Lord, I don't want to have no children. No, thank you, God, that, you are, you are, that Sarah and Abraham were healthy enough in the age to make it and to have it. They were exceptional. And that was at a time when the Holy Spirit just moved upon people. How much more exceptional should you be that you are the warehouse of the Holy Spirit? Oh, God, y'all doing some good teaching today. Tell somebody, I'm the warehouse of the Holy Spirit. And tell them, that makes me exceptional. Say, therefore, no, no plague shall come near me. Sickness is a violation. Lack is not part of the promise. The, the blood of Jesus makes me exceptional. Somebody give God a praise if you believe that. You ain't going to struggle like the other businesses. You are exceptional. You ain't going to struggle in school like the children of the world. You are exceptional. Tell somebody, I'm exceptional. Last thing I want to share with you, Exodus, Exodus the 12th chapter. Tell somebody, I'm uncommon. And I'm un exceptional. Exodus the 12th chapter, 21st verse, says this, And then Moses called all the elders of Israel together. And he said to them, Go pick out a lamb or a young goat for each of your families and slaughter the Passover animal. Drain the blood into a basin and take a bundle of hyssop. Y'all know what hyssop? It's a, it's a bleaching agent that makes you clean. Hyssop branches and dip it into the blood. Brush the hyssop across the top and the sides of the door frames of your house and no one may go out of the door until morning for the Lord will pass through the land and strike down the Egyptians but when he sees the blood on the top and the sides of the door frame the Lord will pass over somebody do like this over. Death, hell, and destruction has to pass over. He will not permit the death angel to enter your house and strike you down. Translation, if you apply the blood, tell somebody you got access to it, but are you applying it? It's one thing to have access. But it's another thing to use your access. 
And Moses told them through the directions of God, if they would simply just apply what they have access to, I will see the blood. First of all, he said, stay until morning. When God is moving, stay still. That was worth it for somebody to come all the way. God is at work. Stay still. Y'all remember how, how, how our grandparents and everybody, they'd be throwing that lightning, honey, get still. God is at work. Don't nobody talk. Don't nobody turn no TV on. Don't turn no water on because lightning going to come through and shock you in the water. That might be a little extreme, but the fact of the matter is when God is moving and when you know God said, I'm going to do something, I'm going to establish it, I'm going to take care of your foes, I'm going to take care of your enemies, when God starts moving, stay still. Keep your mouth shut. Because if everything God does good and perfect, when God starts handling people, you stay still. Well, God, I didn't mean it. God, God said, let me handle this. So when God was moving, so you stay in the safety behind that post where the blood is. Woo, that'll preach on by itself. Tell somebody, stay behind the blood. That's the only place of safety. That's the only place, that's the only place where the devil cannot penetrate. That's the only place if you stay behind the, the markings of where the blood is. Meaning that they had a choice. But the advice to you is you need to stay under the blood. Because how I many know we are faced with death, hell, and destruction all around? But if we stay under the blood, it has to what, y'all? Pass off. For them to go through all of this, all of that, and kill a goat and kill an animal, and not just get you, I could have got a rag and put it. He said, no, get a hyssop branch, which is indicative of, remember when David said, purge me with what, y'all? Hyssop. It's like bleach. And I'll be clean. He said, so I want you to take, and what, what is normally, you know, you, you, know, you know in medical affairs, people put on gloves, so you don't handle people's blood, so stuff don't transfer. He said, I want you to dip a cleansing agent into the blood. And I want you to do some berry gore. I want you to put it over your door. The place of entrance. And he said, the deaf angel is going to see the application of the blood. And that makes you exceptional. People don't like to talk about the blood. Slaughterhouse is unsanitary. It doesn't fit logic. Now something that's supposed to be that we found out that you're not supposed to touch other people's blood and come in contact. How could something that we found in science to be unsanitary be a process that can make us clean? Because Jesus' blood was exceptional. And if we accept the completed work of Jesus, it too makes us uncommon and exceptional. I want you to hold hands with the person beside you. Can you begin to pray with them, not for them, but pray with them that they come into true realization of how rare how precious 
how unusual and how exceptional they are. Come on, let them hear you pray. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. We're going to pray aloud in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're destroyed because of lack of knowledge. We will be destroyed no longer because we are uncommon. He's made you uncommon. Come on, come on, let him hear you. Come on, pray with some passion. Come on, pray, 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 pray. You are uncommon. You will not be wasted like the children of this earth. You are uncommon. You are exceptional. You may stand out and be unusual at times. Yes, God, we thank you for the revelation that we are uncommon. Oh, thank you, God. Come on, come on, come on. Two more minutes. Come on, two more minutes. Come on. Pray, 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 pray. Lord, that we accept our exceptionalism. That we accept who you've made us. That we won't fight against who you made us any longer. That you've made us special. You've made us rare. You've made us set apart. Holy unto yourself, God. We accept that. We accept that. We accept the exceptionalism, God. Never a day again will we despise who you made us, God. Hallelujah. That's the only way we're going to be great. That's the only way we're going to do exploits. That's the only way we're going to complete our mission, God, if we accept who we are. Come on, pray for that neighbor. Come on, come on. Oh, come on, come on, come on. You're rare. You're rare. We need to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Change how you think about yourself. Change how you see yourself. Change how you, how, how you think you can do things. That if God be for you, who can be against you? If God be for you, who, be, who can be against you? He's for you, I hear him saying. He's for you. He's for you. He's more than any devil that could ever be against you. Go ahead and do what I've called you to do. Because you are exceptional. You are rare. You are favored. You carry my name. And my name will never look bad. Yes. Now, God, we accept the mantle to be uncommon. Lord, would you forgive us for accepting less than what we are entitled to? For living on lower levels. For letting people who, who rarely even know you, God, determine the template for our lives as to who we are. We are exceptional, God, because you are exceptional. We will no longer live common lives because you are an uncommon God. We don't have to accept it and we refuse to accept 
crumbs when we own the whole table. And so God, right now, we rebuke sickness because it is not our portion. We rebuke strife in our lives because that belongs to the children of the desolate. Oh God, we rebuke struggle and strain because that is for common people. Yes, God. You created us to be uncommon. Lord, I know it's not all in one sermon and it's not going to change. Lord, we're going to, we're going to go back and forth and the old nature is going to try to rise up. But we thank you, Lord, that he who began a good work in us shall continue to perform it. As we submit to you, God, continue to perform this transformation. As we study your word, God, as we pray and we supplicate with you, make us ever mindful that you've called us to be uncommon. God, we love you. We thank you. And we accept this word today. And we apply it to the bones and the marrow of our lives, God. Knowing that everywhere where the word goes, life has to flourish. Lord, so we pray right now, Lord, that we, we have been hearers, God, but we will be bold enough to be doers of this word today. We accept it, and we agree with it. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Come on, somebody give God a praise. Tell somebody, I'm uncommon. Tell somebody, you are uncommon. Tell them, don't you live common anymore. You ain't regular. Stop trying to be regular when God has made you special. Stop trying to be regular when God made you exceptional. All the exceptional people made some noise in this house. Come on, celebrate. Celebrate your uncommonality. Come on, celebrate your uncommonness. That the blood makes it possible. The blood makes all impossible. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for the blood. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 1030 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.